Welcome to Upbringing, where Hannah and Kelty, twins, mothers, and works in progress. Upbringing is a movement that empowers parents to grow up alongside their kids for sanity and social change. Through this podcast, speaking and coaching, we focus on our personal work as parents, the awareness, intention, and approach needed to raise amazing humans while we also get some shit done. Join us to radically redefine kids' resistance as an opportunity to nurture skills and values like consent, nonviolent communication, emotional intelligence, body positivity, and respect. We attempt this by practicing powers beyond control, evidence-based tools that protect our kids' personal freedoms, support their skill building, and better align with how we roll as people. To us, this is the practice of parenting, when we can choose trust over fear, connection over control, and progress over perfection. We're not just raising our kids, we're raising ourselves. Let's show up and grow up. We're Hello. upbringing. We're here. What are we doing, Cal? We're, we're live again, baby. <laughs> we're here to talk about practicing powers beyond control with our kids, their big feelings, challenging behaviors, all the toughest moments. How can we show up in a way that's not perpetuating shit we don't want to be perpetuating? Right. That's what our else? goal here, to show up and grow up alongside our kids. That's mm-hmm. what these live Q&As are about. Mm-hmm. And we want to also shamelessly plug right now our upcoming club, our show up and grow up club, where mm-hmm. we can all be doing this work uh, that we're doing on the podcast, on Instagram, in a community all together. So that's starting on September 19th, and you can learn more about it in our link in bio. So we're super excited about it. We also have our guide, which we've been talking about and integrating into our um, Instagram materials and into mm-hmm. these lives. Today, we're talking about and reframing another uh, conventional belief that we typically hold as parents, which mm-hmm. is that um our kids grow best from our control right not so much loving well-intentioned control obviously that we've we've learned through our cultural conditioning through our own childhoods Mm -hmm. the world at large turns out though kids learn best through connection right and so that's what we talk about that's why we say powers beyond control powers beyond control are actually connection-based strategies and that's what we help folks figure out mm-hmm. and get a little more comfortable around. That's yeah. what we're figuring out and getting more comfortable around yeah. too. I feel like in the same way that the word control is very like amorphous, people are like, I do not control or over control my kids. And just like doing normal parenting stuff, obviously. So we break that down into control, consequences, on my terms, right. now, threats, rewards, overpowering, lectures, shame, blame, spanking, timeouts, all of the things that we're like, isn't that just our normal parenting toolbox? Isn't, isn't it? a parental prerogative? To, to, to teach them how to move through the world safely, nicely, respectfully, adaptively, all the things, to make it through the day, all of that stuff. Isn't that our natural toolbox? Yes, it is. Yeah. But research is showing that we don't need to be using that toolbox, that there are more adaptive tools that we can be using moving through those moments of conflict with our kids. It's going to keep us in relationship. That's going to be teaching our kids the things we actually want them to learn. And that's going to help us build some cool skills in the process too. Mm, I love that. I think that when we think, and we posted about this on Instagram today, Mm -hmm. about how kids learn by the way that we teach, Mm -hmm. not learn by what we're intending to teach or what we're hoping they learn, Mm -hmm. but actually the way we're going about interacting with them is what they learn. So when we control our kids, even with the best of intentions, they're Mm -hmm. learning control. 
It's normalizing how they experience the world, which is, oh, I guess it's okay to be controlled and it's okay to control other people. Mm -hmm. But when we start building these new powers beyond control, these connection-based tools mm -hmm. that we talk about in our free guide that we're going to be working mm -hmm. side by side weekly, daily with all of you in our upcoming mm -hmm. club, right? We're using connection and tools of connection are what teach our kid tools of connection. Mm -hmm. So they learn basically the resist approach, mm -hmm. right? They learn how to respect. They learn how to empathize. They learn how to, to sync up and communicate. They learn how to innovate. They learn how to summarize and set boundaries, mm -hmm. right? And they learn how to trust in the process of moving through conflict mm -hmm. over and over and over with folks. Yeah. I love that yeah. you point to that. I think control is pervasive. It's yeah. not the worst. It's okay. We all use it. Yeah. But I think what you're really saying here, Hannah, is that it's bypassing learning. Mm -hmm. It's not just bypassing connection. It's bypassing learning. Yeah. So much is left out when we just say, go to your room or because I said so, or stop doing that. Or, no, or just no, no, no. definitely yeah. not. No. Right. Yeah. Our kids are losing out. We're losing out. Do we always have the energy and effort to put in this effort? No, no, definitely not. not. Yeah. But this is what the reframe number five is from our guide. That you want to read it? We can, yeah, it says, should we believe that using consequences, threats, shame, isolation, etc., is the best way to teach and pre prepare kids for adulthood? The answer to that is no. Mm -hmm. We can bravely work to believe that our kids grow best from connection over control. <laughs> Practicing powers beyond control with our kids creates a sense of security for them that allows their brains to learn and our relationship to flourish. Let's resist conventional discipline. Mm -hmm. And then we have some really helpful mantras that help kind of explain and explore what does that actually mean when I'm choosing connection over control? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? What does that feel like? Mm -hmm. How's that going to roll? What are those automatic negative thoughts that come up in our own heads or out of our mother-in-law's mouths or out of our partner's mouths, mm -hmm. right? Saying connection is permissive. Connection is coddling. Connection is giving them what they want, mm -hmm. which is attention. Right. Connection is a waste of time. It's permissive. Conne right. Connection is um, yeah, just too lenient. They need to learn. They need to understand the consequences of their actions and they need to understand what's what here. Mm -hmm. And so I think those are the thoughts that run through our head and those moments of doubt that we experience a lot of times. It was really interesting. We've been uh, kind of posting these Instagram flip the script things where one of us will say, something about bedtime and the other one will say kind of what we want to be saying instead. And someone, um, or sibling struggles where yeah. Hannah would say something like, I can't leave you two alone for one minute. And then I would say something like, wow, I was out there for one minute and so much happened with you two. So these moments of flipping the script and one person wrote in and said, this is literally the conversation that I have in my head every day. <laughs> Yes, we do. Yeah. Either we're having it with somebody else or we're having it internally. Right. That this back and forth struggle and pull. Mm -hmm. of this is wrong and this is going to be okay and it's all right. Or they're bad versus they're just doing the best they can with their growing brain. Right. right? It's a push pull. It's a, it's a tough kind of spot to be in as parents hearing both of those voices when you're woke enough to be building that awareness mm -hmm. and trying to do things a little bit differently and believe things differently. I love that Kel. And I think the way you're, you're identifying here is that all of this is a process and that's why we're here mm -hmm. on these lives and on this podcast. That's why we're on Instagram. That's why we've created this club of coaching and community that we're so excited about is saying this shit doesn't happen overnight right? The beliefs that we have that aren't supporting us or our kids didn't happen overnight either. And it's going to take a little while to dismantle those, to reframe them, to reapproach them, mm -hmm. to work through them, to continue that push and pull in a safe, 
place where we feel, um, you know, empowered, where we feel inspired, where we feel safe, because guess what? Not only do our kids just learn from best from connection over control, but we learn best mm -hmm. through connection instead of control, right? Right. As, as folks who support parents, we could be shaming you and blaming you and making you feel so unsafe. We could be doing those things, but we know based on the research for any human, that's not how people grow best. Mm -hmm. We're connecting with you in all of these ways because that's how, what has helped us move forward in mm -hmm. our parenting um, and in our adulting in so many yeah. ways too. So what applies to our kids applies to us. And that's why that's what we're here right now. Mm -hmm. We've definitely had some people uh, write to us after they've been in our small group coaching groups and say, oh my gosh, I thought I was going to be in this group. I was desperate. I was needing support with my kids, challenging behaviors and big feelings. I was feeling out of my depth and I was scared to come to group because I thought I was going to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to feel worse about myself as a parent. And it was actually the opposite. I felt better about myself. I felt stronger. Even if nothing was changing immediately with my child's behaviors, I felt stronger in self and I felt stronger in relationship. And that's changed everything. And that's such cool feedback. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when you bring that idea into the, the parent-child relationship, when we're starting to mm -hmm. practice these powers beyond control and this connection, it can feel really scary at first and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I don't know if any of you listening right now are practicing powers beyond control and you're like, oh God, it feels so unstable and scary mm -hmm. to trust that this might actually work. Or maybe you're at a point where you're practicing powers beyond control and using those connection-based tools that we talk about so often, and you're starting to say, see, not only does it feel better for me to not be using control over my child in ways that control was used on me as a child or, and as an adult, but mm -hmm. my child is actually responding in a way. Our relationship is uh, evolving in a way that feels really, really good. Mm -hmm. So I think we're all at different points in that on that spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. I think like... How do we choose connection over control? I think that's one of the biggest questions that people ask us and something we can talk. Um, please type in anyone here live if you've got something going on. Yeah. When, when are you struggling to connect instead of control your kid? Yeah. What moments are making you be like, fuck this, no, or wig out or get triggered Hard or whatever it is line. when what you really want to be doing is leaning in with connection, curiosity, <laughs> warm boundary or limit setting, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. What moments are pushing you to control? We all have those. Mm -hmm. They can be situationally, they can be environmentally, they can be um, emotionally, they can be anything. Mm -hmm. But I think what are those what are those ways you, Hannah, will you just think about it for one second? How do you lean into a moment with connection instead of control when you know you're feeling triggered? Mm -hmm. Right? How do you do that? Oh man, I mean I think that I it is all one big experiment how we lean in with our kids. And that's the beauty of it, that we don't have this like specific protocol that's totally mm -hmm. perfect. But I love that question, Kelty. And I think everyone can be thinking and chime in here if you've been noticing how you lean in with connection instead of control, what mm -hmm. that looks like and feels like. But for me, it has been stopping talking mm -hmm. and saying <laughs> less. That has been the first step for me to lean in with connection over control is to just shut up when I'm about to throw down a consequence when I'm about mm -hmm. to yell, when I'm about to give shamey eyes because mm -hmm. I'm feeling so helpless about a situation, mm -hmm. right? Someone mentioned when my children fight with each other, mm -hmm. that's been something where my, my kids lately have been saying like, I hate you and like, you might as well die and like things like that, where I'm just, I'm so triggered mm -hmm. and I'm really uncomfortable about that. Mm -hmm. Kelty and I never spoke to each other that way as kids. It feels mm -hmm. very, I thought it a lot, very abusive. It. it feels <laughs> terrible. Shut up. <laughs> But anyway, so I've been noticing that one way I'm leading in with connection is where I just 
I'm not saying anything and I'm just Mm -hmm. letting a moment or a feeling play out. That has helped me a lot to not add negativity and insecurity to an already Mm -hmm. negative, quote unquote, unsafe moment with my kids. Someone said when I'm sick like today or at the end of the day when I'm tired. I love that. And that's one way that I've been able to lean in with connection instead of control, not just building space. Like you said, Hannah, Mm -hmm. slowing it down and building that space to maybe calm yourself. But by building that awareness, Mm -hmm. where's my threshold right now? Is it the end of the day? Ooh, I got the five o'clock triggers right now. Is it when I'm feeling sick and tired? My, my kind of threshold for stressors, for loud noises, mm-hmm. for challenging behaviors and pokes and messes is really low right now. Mm-hmm. So coming in with that awareness is such of a huge, co- of our capacity. Yeah, it's such a huge step to kind of like being able to even engage a little bit mm-hmm. with that connection instead of that control automatically reactively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think time is also when I feel Mm -hmm. a lot of time pressure, I Mm -hmm. tend to want to lean in with control instead of Mm -hmm. able to practice that connection. And then when I have more time and the stakes aren't high about being Mm -hmm. late or whatever it is, I'm able to like, Oh, I'm calm. I can take that time. But I like that you're asking yourself that what's my capacity right now. Okay. Is there time limit right now? Okay. Thinking about this, can I let this play out and take a couple deep breaths and not say anything that could maybe inflame the situation or, or add, um, kind of a negative vibe to it or agree mm-hmm. potentially more dissonance or mm-hmm. resistance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, someone mentioned, Katie mentioned when the kids fight in the car, I lean into connection. We tell jokes, play, I spy, etc. And the car again mm-hmm. is another really oh. tricky moment where we're like, we're trapped. And mm-hmm. those of us who have, are very sensory sensitive to noises and in tiny spaces, we can mm-hmm. freak our shit out really fast. Right. Mm-hmm. And I love that Katie's trying to lean in with connection, which is like a purposeful leaning in. Mm -hmm. How can I support this instead of leaning away and distancing Mm -hmm. ourselves from our kids and their situation Mm -hmm. saying, I feel unsafe and this is unsafe and you're unsafe and your feelings are unsafe, Mm -hmm. right? We're leaning in. How can we play jokes? How can we play I spy, Mm -hmm. right? Or at the very least, how can we just take some deep breaths, look out the window, care for ourselves. I love that Katie points to this idea of planning ahead and thinking, gosh, the car ride home from school has mm-hmm. been like a dumpster fire of emotions and mm-hmm. anger. How, how can I mentally prepare myself for when the bickering starts happening? I'm going to lean in I'm choosing I'm aware and I'm on it to start bringing those jokes out, to start mm-hmm. getting curious, to start getting a little silly, to start pulling the jokes, to start playing. I spy mm-hmm. So you're on top of that because you've been pulled through the ringer a few times. Mm-hmm. This is great. Yeah, Sarah, hello, says making such progress, reconnecting after controlling, but still reaching my limit when I'm sick or exhausted after a long winter of viruses, resetting and reconnecting in spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or even just a day at a time or a week yeah. at a time, whatever season of time feels like mm-hmm. you can lean in, right? Yeah. That could be morning and you try a little harder in the morning. Mm-hmm. That could be at bath time, yeah. right? We can't do it all the time. We're only say, human. I was going to say that. I think a, a lot of people in our coaching group say, you know, I'm just, I leaned in and I was curious and I sat and I weathered the storm of the emotions. And then I ended up screaming and slamming the door. Or at the end of the day, I just sent everyone to their rooms and like cried in the kitchen or whatever it was. And we always say, not a failure. Okay. Not bad. That's all okay. Yeah. Think about all you did all day already. The ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, it's all practice. The self-awareness, the communication, the innovation, all of the attempts. Yeah. And I think that's something we can always circle back with ourselves first. And then maybe with a partner or with our kids to say, oh, 
You know, earlier in the day, I had a little more energy and I felt like we were so connected through a few of our struggles. By the end of the day, could you tell? I was getting kind of snippy. I was being like, <laughs> and then when you um, dropped that milk and decided not to help clean up or couldn't clean up, I just lost it. And I'm so sorry that I didn't have the patience to sit there with you or to help problem solve through how we could get it done together. And I'm work really on that. Yeah, yeah, work on that. Yeah. Um, welcome Jordan who mentioned, I've got a toddler who's beginning to throw big temper tantrums all the time for seemingly no reason, working on my patience and loving space holding for him. Yeah, mm -hmm. you betcha. Way to go on oh, that. Oh, those toddler temper tantrums, right? Those meltdowns we like to call them. We'll get to the one some, above it in a yeah, second. Some kids uh, don't have any quote unquote tantrums until way older. So this is really incredible. They get to be practicing with essentially a baby, right. which is so much easier to remember that their brain is wigging out than it is when they're like seven or 10 yeah. or 12 or whatever. We take it a lot more personally. We center yeah. ourselves a lot more. It's a lot more triggering the older our child gets. But when mm -hmm. our, our toddlers are doing this, when they're getting dysregulated and they're showing us that they need co-regulation and they need support, mm -hmm. we can lean in and be like, oh my God, baby brain, yes. We can mm -hmm. still set limits if the, the noise is too high for us. If we're struggling, we can take a quick break. We can mm -hmm. come back. I'm struggling right. to support you. I'll be mm -hmm. right back. I love you. Right. We can think again, not just in the moment, but before and after. How can we be regulating their nervous systems, right? They're needing to throw, climb, bounce, roll, mm -hmm. flip, do all these things that basically help them offset stress that's accumulating throughout the day. So that's something else we talk about in our small group coaching and then that we're going to talk about big time in the club is how can we be supporting our kids' bodies and nervous systems mm -hmm. so that they're able to get their, their those needs met and they don't pile up and then turn into big explosions that are a little tricky for everybody to manage. Yeah. And yeah. I just want to re reiterate too, those big explosions are all okay. Yeah. It's all good. It's all yeah. okay. Yeah. I love that you point to the nervous mm -hmm. system regulation though and the fact that our kids, especially if they're in daycare or at school, are literally holding it together all day. I think it's called restraint collapse or something mm -hmm. like that. At the end of the day, they come home and it all comes out. I do that. I do that too. I totally do that when I've been adulting yeah. all day. Oh yeah. You know, I'm like wearing like not my robe and pajamas. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's a lot. Like and I got a nice face with people, me. I take out like all of my stress from the day mm -hmm. on my partner. And it's usually caused by what you mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, something completely unrelated and insignificant, mm -hmm. which seems to my partner to Kelsey being like, what was that? Why, what's the big explosion for? Mm -hmm. Right. But it was really just all the accumulations that are finally coming out. Right. Mm -hmm. So we can imagine that about it's our toddler. It's not about the spoon. Yeah. It's exactly. not about the sock. It's not about those things. And right. you know, it could be a little bit of that, but those are just the straws. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, D we're, let's wrap up with this last question. Okay. I think, um, D mentioned, I watched your reel about not coercing your daughter to clean and tidy, but I wonder if it works just the same for boy children. I don't want to create men who don't share equally with partners. Mm. Yes. Right. This is such a good question. And I mean, on this topic that we we're talking about today, which is do kids learn best through connection or control? This is a perfect example of a situation teaching our kids how to how to clean up and how to tidy and what we call contribute the freedom to contribute. Mm -hmm. How do kids learn how to contribute? They can learn how to contribute through coercion and control. Mm -hmm. So if you don't do it, that disappears. If you don't do it, no TV. If you don't do it, I'm going to love you a little bit less. If you right do now. it, you get a star. If you do it, you get candy. If you do it, you get a smile and a pat on the back right. from me because I kind of like you a little more. Now. So that's a very control based, common, transactional, manipulative, right? Way to go about training 
a person, right? To do something. But we all know that that can only go so far. And very often control can not just create resistance from our child, Mm -hmm. but it can also create really negative associations around something like cleaning and contributions Mm -hmm. that we want to create positive associations around. Mm -hmm. The reason we want to create positive associations and use connection is because when kids feel safe and they feel certain topics are approachable, they're more likely to pay attention to them, to mm-hmm. learn from them, and to participate in them. Yeah. Yeah. Something we always talk about with the kind of freedom to contribute as well as the freedom to um, nourish, um, so eating, um, hygiene, all of these other things um, is the two things. One, the skill, so the picking up the shit, brushing the teeth, getting the stuff done, yeah. and also the value, the deeper value at play. And the value is what's gonna carry our kids through brushing those teeth, picking up their toys, saying please and thank you, all of those things. It's easy for us to get into this kind of perfunctory behavioral lens of, I just have to see it happen to trust that it's gonna keep happening. And I think that's one side of it. And so often overlooked is the deeper value at play. Gratitude, contribution, family um, connection, all a, a positivity, a sense of joy. Right. I love that. And I think that when we approach our kids cleaning or lack of cleaning with a sense of fear and a sense of mistrust, oh my God, if my son does not clean up, if he's not doing basically, mm-hmm. if I don't see the behaviors of him cleaning up consistently, mm-hmm. then what does that mean? He's going to oh be taking advantage of the women in his life. He's going to be lazy, snob, mm-hmm. like slob, all these things, mm-hmm. right? I don't want that. But we have to remember that kids learn they, by doing, right? And they also learn by us doing. And that's basically the other side is knowing. Mm -hmm. And what Kelty is talking about here is when we model and create positive associations and build awareness through conversation Mm -hmm. about the reasons we do it and why it feels good and all Mm -hmm. these things, and we avoid control, Mm -hmm. kids learn, they know more about why. Mm -hmm. And then as they know, they can learn how to do. Mm -hmm. But doing doesn't happen before knowing very often. They have to know and understand. I want to speak to... And then try out the doing little by little. I want to speak to the power of not doing for all of these Mm -hmm. things. Not brushing the teeth. What happens? Let's experiment. Not cleaning the room for two weeks. Can we walk through there? Mm -hmm. Right? Is this a a garbage pit? Interesting. Mm -hmm. Right? And in terms of modeling as well, I want to say that... um, if you have a male partner, they should be the ones modeling. If you're worried about a young boy seeing the women in his life, picking up the slack, cleaning up all the things, doing all the stuff. I think that the, the power of modeling for our male or male identifying partners mm-hmm. is huge for our kids. Mm-hmm. So instead of putting that pressure on the little boys to pick up the slack and learn the stuff, let's put those pressure on the male identifying people in their life, the bigger boys, to be modeling that stuff for them. Yeah, It's a tricky situation and it's really scary. It's hard to trust that with positive associations, with bids, with some routines, mm-hmm. with talking, with creating that safety, they're going to buy in, right? Mm-hmm. And most kids though will resist when they feel that sense of control. So that's why we always say resistance is our roadmap. Mm-hmm. Kids' resistance is incredibly valuable and amazing and beautiful because it's showing us where we're over-controlling and where we're kind of twisting situations that could be learning-based and growth-based, and we're turning it into a power struggle for no Mm -hmm. reason, which reduces learning, reduces relationship, and Mm -hmm. kind of undermines our whole goal. Yeah. Yeah. To wrap this up, though, I love that question and thinking about the little boys that we're raising, and it's a topic that comes up often in our coaching calls, and a lot Mm -hmm. of, especially, you know, cis, straight, straight white women saying, I don't want to raise a cis, straight, white man Mm -hmm. to be racist, to be patriarchal, to be um, self-centered, to be sexist. 
to be all of these things. And that's a huge fear through all of these freedoms. How do we trust? How do we model? How do we engage in a way that basically um, kind of recognizes the fact that in this equation, we are the man, mm -hmm. right? We are the, the person of power and the person with the privilege in our family relationship. So the way that we interact with, with our little boys is what they learn in all of these realms, right? right? They don't see it as gender-based. They see it just as power-based, right? Mm -hmm. So we can't teach our, our young sons to you know, be really gentle and be really loving and be really giving if we're controlling them and threatening them and punishing them. That's mm -hmm. what we're ultimately teaching them to do to other people. Yeah. You know, the external conditioning is there too yeah. and will be there too. And so I think that that's where our power is yeah. and our privilege as parents mm -hmm. to be leaning into all those things that our culture isn't going to give those little boys mm -hmm. and building that context around contribution, mm -hmm. around responsibility, around respect, around compassion, around empathy, all of those things that they're not going to get maybe other places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dee said, thanks. Yes, I agree. Deep down, I just need to bring partner in. Thanks. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's something we really uh, love supporting folks in, in that, that membership community that we're building, mm -hmm. that club, is saying, how can we get clearer on our, our values and our practices mm -hmm. and the why behind all of those so that we can more succinctly and confidently communicate that why and that how mm -hmm. to the partners in our lives who aren't listening and reading mm -hmm. and doing that work quite as consistently as we are. And it's mm -hmm. tough. It's really tough. You are not alone, right? Yeah. Most of us are the here are the people who are doing most of the work with the parenting, mm -hmm. right? And then we're noticing what feels good, what doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And often, very often, our partners are the opposite ends of our voice. That voice that we started at the beginning of this, mm -hmm. this call with of saying, sometimes I'm like so scared and I want to use control. And other times I've got that trust and I want to use connection. And we go back and forth. And oftentimes our partners can mm -hmm. trigger that fear and that lack of trust within us mm -hmm. too. So that reconciling doubt. that and balancing that out uh, is the work, right? Yeah. yeah. I think we can question ourselves and our practices and our culture and all of those things without doubting ourselves. Yeah. And that's the point of, of growing up. Oh, that's our alarm. That's the point of growing up alongside our kids. It's yeah. okay to question ourselves. It's okay to question our practices. Mm -hmm. It's okay to live in the uncertainty um, evolving and adventuring our way through all of this with our babies. No one's with in our trouble, partners, right? None yeah. of us is failing. None of us is flunking. None of us is getting walked to the principal's office. No, mm -hmm. none of us has to explain ourselves, right? Or, or pay for what we've done. We're all just growing up alongside our kids, mm -hmm. right? Day by day, moment by moment, challenge by challenge, right? No shame, no blame, all progress. All progress, not perfection. Exactly. Thanks for being here, everyone. Yeah. We'll be back in a few days doing another live Q&A. Mm -hmm. Submit any questions you've got going on through DM. We've got a long list that we have not uh, brought up, so maybe we'll address some of those in our stories. Yes. For those of you on the podcast, thanks for tuning in. Um, anything else yet? I don't think so. Yeah. Yet. Go and download our, yeah. our free guide that we just came out with a few weeks ago. It's at upbringing.co mm -hmm. or the link in bio on Instagram. But that should be available to you. And that can help you kind of get those beliefs straight uh, for yourself and for with partners and in-laws and all those other people. We, mm -hmm. we really made it for ourselves to get clear on our beliefs in those moments when we start faltering a little bit or feel a little bit yeah. lost. So hopefully they'll be of help to you as well. Love it. Okay. Bye, Bye everyone. Soon.